Welcome back to the Peace of Us podcast. I'm your host today, Crystal, and we have Max back. Woo! I'm back. <laughs> Sorry we didn't post for so long, um, and we started posting again because we all got so sick, and then Max got really sick, and he wasn't even able to like come and record or do anything. He just kind of laid in bed for a while. Yeah, it was a. I was badly sick. I. Don't want to do that again. I'm glad. I'm glad it's over. You got sick, and then you got sick again on top of it. So it was like crazy. He started to get better, and then all of a sudden he got worse and got an ear infection. And oh my goodness! Yeah, that was bad. But you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. Hearing good. good. He couldn't hear for a few days either. Yeah. Oh wow. See. Okay, and then on this side, I have joined us by Aaron. What's up? <laughs> so we have a really, really special guest today that I'm so excited about. Um, I was able to do a Zoom call with her uh, a few weeks ago, and her story literally gave me goosebumps. Um, and her spirit and just everything she's been through, like literally brings me to tears even talking about it because she's just such an incredible, incredible person. So I want to welcome our special guest today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Thank you, too, for the intro. I'm Kristen Biggs, and I'm with Release and Unleash Support Group. Yes. So welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much (laughs) for reaching out and wanting to be a part of the podcast because I really think your story and what you're doing is touching so many lives. So why don't you explain to us a little bit about your story and kind of how it started your foundation? Okay, awesome. Thank you for having me on your beautiful, amazing podcast with your family. Forever grateful. But um, yeah, so I started my foundation in 2019, Release and Unleash Support. Um, After my husband, he was murdered July 14th in 2019. I had wrote a book called Release and Unleash Through Grief, basically to um, have people see that we're going to go through life even if you have not encountered someone passing away, but sometimes we grieve different things like the loss of a house, the loss of a pet, or just we lose ourselves. So I put a book out basically to help people see that we have to love ourselves unconditionally, no matter what we go through in life. And then I wrote a journal to coincide with it so that people could put their thoughts to the paper and release what they felt and unleash the greatness in them. And then when I did that, I'm like, how can I get people to come together and I started the nonprofit organization, Release and Unleashed, because I wanted people to see that they're, they're not alone and that we could come together, express ourselves and just vent and have people see that, um, like I said, you're not alone, but you feel what we feel, you know? So I'm a widow and then it's other widows out there like me. And I heard your mom speaking and yesterday yes. was, um, you know, Widow's Day. Oh, I didn't they know have that a, that was a day. Yeah, I was thinking about y'all. I'm like, I want to do her mom. No, like I, I did not know. National Widows Day. So I had put an email blast out and just basically told people, give a widow a hug and a smile or just send some extra love to people, you know, because we still feel that. And more recently, uh, I had started speaking and I started my podcast, Release and Unleash, because my son was murdered almost two years to the um to the date of my husband. Well, actually two years and like a few days after. So my um, he turned 17, July 17th, and someone shot him on the 18th and they pronounced him gone on the 19th. Oh. So I call it like the week of everything. Like 
my son, I mean, my husband was murdered, then my son's birthday, and then my son was murdered. So I had created um, a rise above. Basically, I'm like, we have to rise above situations no matter what we go through. So that's why it's the R and the B, because both of their names is Rashad Biggs. So I had, you know, I just basically try to create things to help not only me, but help other people with going through life. And now I see a lot of moms of angels and I speak to them and people whose daughters or sons get murdered. I try to, you know, basically bring some positive into their life, even though I know it's chaotic and it's very painful and widows as well. And just people who are grieving. Oh, my gosh, that is so hard. My like, condolences for yes. both of your losses. Seriously. I know even to this day when I talk to my mom, even about my dad or mention little things like it can bring her to tears instantly, even talking about it. And she has tried to grieve and tried to get through it over the years. But even to this day, it still hurts like you carry that around with you for so long. And I love that you have turned yours into such a positive and helping other people go through that. I think that's such an incredible thing. What has been like your biggest, um, I guess, takeaway or like, how do you help others grieve through it? Or what would you say to somebody who's currently in the middle of all the chaos? Yeah, like, so I always tell people like, you have to have the willpower to not allow these unforeseen situations and things that you can't change. I always said, just don't allow it to affect you so bad mentally that you lose your whole entire self. And if you do, just always pray your way through it. Like me, I pray. I literally, like, I do daily devotions. I do facials. I do my best. I do my best. And I let God handle the rest. Because it's hard. Like, living without your family, like, that was my in-house family that was murdered. I have a five-year-old, but he was one. And then barely three when his brother was murdered, you know? So that's my whole house. But I tell people, you have to have the willpower. And I tell people all the time, I don't, like, my heart is broken, but I don't allow my mental. Like, I work so hard on my mental that if anybody come with any negativity, anything other than good, I remove it because I can't allow things to affect me, like, that, uh, you know, create too much friction. Because a lot of times when people do try to hurt you, it reflects back to, like, I'd be like, dang, my son or my husband. So I don't allow that to affect me. And I don't do substances to uh, uh, affect my mental. Like I didn't drink for almost two years because I said, not that I was ever a big drinker, but I drunk socially. But I knew that if I did drink emotionally, it would take me to a different space. So I said, I'm not going to do anything that's going to bring me down and weaken me any longer or any, like um, any, you know, any deeper. I'm already at my weakest, right? So why would I create anything that's going to allow me to go to a deeper, deeper um, emotional state of mind that's not going to do well for me? Right. So, yeah. And I always say like, death is the only thing that you can't come back from. And that's what I wrote in my book. I'm like, I'm still here. I have a kid. And if you don't have a kid, I tell people you have yourself, you have yourself. So you have to do right by yourself so that you could get through the bad days and embrace it just how you do your good days. I embrace my bad days when I'm crying. I just was crying in the shower the other day. Like, I just cannot believe it's like, oh my God. But then I'm like, okay, I got it out. I released it. God, thank you. And I'm like, okay, Kristen, Pull it together, you, what, what, what you about to do, you know? So I went out to eat and took myself out to eat, you know what I mean? So I work on myself every day so that I don't have to be that person that's like deep into in depression. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing when you're going through life. You lose your husband, your son, and somebody murdered him, you're going to go into a depression. You're going to be like, what the heck? But I don't allow it to become me. 
Oh my gosh, I love that. Your strength is just incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I say it's God's strength because I be weak, y'all. I'm not going to lie. Like I tell people, they be like, you're so strong. I'm like, baby, it's not strength. It's God's strength. There's something coming through me. But so it's like, I can't dwell on it so long. And I don't like to stay stagnant in my grief. I like to tell people, I don't want to drown in it. I like to stay afloat. You know what I mean? Let me try to swim to the shore. Like, let me, you know what I mean? I don't want to drown in it because I can't change it. And that's the most messed up thing about everything that has happened to me. Like I say, my husband was murdered in 2019. My first cousin was murdered in 2020. Then my son was in 2021. I said, well, dang, like, and my first cousin was like my brother. Like that was my, like, I literally talked to him the day before. Like, you know, my son just had walked out the house. My husband just had walked out the house. It's like life could happen to you, but when it do, don't allow it to take you to the port of what, like, I like to be the best version of myself, not the worst version of myself. So if I have to live in this grief and have to live with what happened to me, I would rather still be the best version of myself. Would you say before all of this happened that you were in a good mental health state? Like, were you, because they say like a lot of times to prepare yourself mentally for when things get hard and you're not already in a dark place and then something hard happens and you really hit rock bottom. Would you say that you already had like tools that you had worked on throughout your life? Yeah. You know, what's so crazy when before like that happened to my husband, like I had had my son, our, our, our youngest son, Ahmad. And when I had Ahmad, like I had went into like a postpartum like depression and I had fasted for like 28 days that February. Like we were like going through things like in a marriage, not like heck of bad, but you know, like when you marry, yeah. you, you go, you have a fresh baby and things like that. So I literally was going through like a depression and I like I, we had a miscarriage right before our son. And that kind of put my husband like over, you know, like it affects people differently, miscarriages and just a lot of things. And then I ended up having a ma. I got pregnant with a ma. But after that, I was going through like I'm like, I literally was going through like a phase, like a literally postpartum depression to the point I remember calling like the adoption place like y'all get this baby like god like you know what i mean and i literally joined the fast it was for 28 days i'll never forget and i prayed like prayed like i'm like i gotta put myself out of this i've always been like a positive person and and i had like a great and i've been i'm a friendly person and that's naturally who i am but that there and i was like man like i literally had to pray like pray my way out like 28 day fast like i mean literally because I literally was going through that postpartum. Like, that is real. It's very real. It's and very then, what, March, April, May, June, July, like five months later, that happened to my husband. Oh like, my literally. Like, I mean, it's crazy, but it's like, I mean, I'm like, God, like, I mean, I, and I'm heavy on, like, I was, like, mad at God when I happened to, like, my husband. Because I'm like, really, like, why would this happen? And then I'm like, it's not your fault. So when that happened to my son. I felt like God was, God has been preparing me. Like I was already knew the prayer of fasting and I already knew like how to work with things. Like, you know, of course not death that close to me has never happened, but I felt like when I have it, I started writing and that's what made me write the book. But long story short, when I happened to my son, I didn't go in mad at God because I said, okay, God had already showed me I could work on myself and things like that. And I, and I'm doing the work when I happened to my husband. And then when it happened to my son, I'm like, you know what? The devil worked just as hard. Who am I to be mad at God? Like the devil don't play his part in, in our lives too. So I could be mad at God or I could be like God. I could seek God and understand that God is taking care of my son. 
Because people are like, oh, God needed them more. I'm like, no, God just helped me take care of my baby now. Like, you know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. It's not, I don't feel God took my son. I feel like the devil played his part. So if I'm going to be, have feel some type of way, I'm going to fight with the devil on this. Like, baby, you ain't coming for me like no more. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, God, like, I hate you. I look at it differently. I don't want to be mad at the person that's helping me get through this. I'd rather, you know, you know, take it up with the devil. Like, baby, I'm, 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 you're not, you're not coming in this aurora anymore. Like, no. That's such an interesting perspective because I can understand when we went through our miscarriage, it was one of the darkest times that I had ever been through at that point. And I remember feeling so mad and so angry that I couldn't bring myself to pray because I was just angry inside. And I was like, why me? And why, you know, I, we had struggled to get pregnant for almost three years and like finally had got pregnant and then to have a miscarriage. And it was like, why? Like, and I, I remember feeling mad at God for a minute. Like, I remember feeling that like, why would I pray? Like, why would I do that in this moment? And then as things started to feel a little bit lighter, I mean, you're still going through that grief, but you have like a little bit of clarity where you can like really process and kind of meditate and think about it. I would kind of the same thing. I mean, I didn't think of it in that perspective. So I love that Satan is the one that's coming, but um, yeah. or that does these terrible things. But and then I remember feeling like, okay, I can't be mad at him. Like I can't there's you know, reasons why things happen, even though I don't understand it and don't agree with it. And you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But it's yeah. So I love your perspective on that. And like I say, everyone thinks of it differently. My cousin, she just told me, she said, I hadn't been back to church since that happened to Shadi because I'm like, how could this happen? And I said, and I can understand everybody has different views and everything, but it's a work in progress too. Like, you know, you have to work your way. Like I pray every day. Like I thank God to this day. I'm grateful. I tell myself I had 20 years with my husband. We were together from like on and off, you know, from 12 to 32, from preteen to teenage to, you know, 20s. And then to my early 30s, I had my son at 17. You know, I have to be grateful that I had him for 16 full years. And then I was able to see him on his 17th birthday. So I try to find different ways to actually look at things, even though I'm hurting. And a lot of times people perceive and look at us like, oh, she's smiling. She's not grieving any longer. I don't have to look like my grief. I thank God that I don't have to look like what people expect me to look like. Like, oh, dang, you, you look like this and this just happened. I thank God for that because, you know, I, I know it could take people under. And I'm grateful that. I'm able to, to uh, help people. And I ask God, give me a purpose. Give, use me. <laughs> At this point, use me because, I mean, if I'm here, let me do some good because, whoo. <laughs> I love your perspective. That, oh. So let's talk about your book a little bit. So where can people get it? And, and then you said there's a journal that goes along with it. Explain that mm -hmm. a little bit. Okay, so I have, it's Release and Unleashed Through Grief by Kristen Biggs. It's on Amazon. And it's on my website, releaseandunleash.org. Um, and like I said, in the journal, it's called Release and Unleash on Paper. So when I wrote the book, it's like tools, prayers, affirmations, everything in there. I tell, you know, what happened, but I tell people, you know, about grief and things that I went through with my sons and after, you know, losing my husband. And then I created the journal because when I open up a journal, it'd be blank. And I'm like, what can I write about? You know, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm like, hmm. So I ask questions like, what's affecting you in your life right now? 
put it to the paper, you know, write this out. Like a lot of times we hold so many things in that we start to grieve ourselves, And it could be something that happened to us 10 years ago, five years ago, and we are not letting it go. And it's festering in us. And it's not, it's, it's not allowing us to grow and elevate because we're holding on to something that shouldn't even like that, that has no weight. It shouldn't have no weight, carry no weight to us. Like right. I forgive anybody who has done anything to me. Now I am honest. I have not forgiven the murderer. I haven't. I'm not there. I tell God work with me. You know what I mean? Work with me. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's still it's still fresh. You know. But anybody who has done anything to me, I forgive them at that moment. I might not ever talk to them again. But you're forgiven because it's not on. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So even with this. I want people to actually release their thoughts, release what's going on, because sometimes people don't know how to talk to people, but they could write it down. But I give you questions so that you could actually work with your mental and be like, okay, this is a good question. Like, you know what? This was what's going on right now or before. And they're like, I let it go. You know what I mean? Just release it release you know what I mean so you can unleash the greatness the lion in you that you know and that's really why I wrote both of them because I wanted people to see like I wrote the book and within eight months and you're gonna have backlash like it's like oh how could she write a book and her husband haven't been going this long well because I'm working on myself I would like not even three months after my son was murdered I was in speaking to schools and speaking to the youth because I'm like y'all don't want this life Y'all don't want to be, you know, beefing with people or trying to get into other people's stuff. Y'all parents love y'all and they need y'all. Go give y'all parent a hug. I can't give my my 17-year-old a hug anymore. And that's what I did daily. Still kisses on the cheek. So I talked to the kids and I was that wasn't even three months, but that didn't mean I wasn't grieving because I wrote a book doesn't mean I'm not grieving. It's me. This is how I this is me supporting myself. This is me giving back to myself. This is me loving myself by helping somebody save a kid, save a parent. To save a parent, you're saving a kid. So I started a seventh theory program last year. And I went to schools and I was explaining what happened to me. And I had a wealth educator come. I had a mental health educator come. Because sometimes people can't, people, I see a lot of kids are in the streets because their parents can't provide food on the table. I'm going to show y'all how to get y'all credit together. I'm going to show y'all how to go get a credit card for $1,000 so y'all kids won't be in the streets. You know, things that I was, you know, showing my son. But again, different parenting could cause you to lose your son because this parent wasn't able to come to you to communicate, hey, my son don't like your son or just something minor that could save a kid and save your, save like a parent like me to have to bury a 17-year-old for no reason. And these adults too, like, hey, what is y- y'all arguing all, all, on the internet? Y'all killing each other. These kids thinking this is what to do. So that's why I say it's important to not one judge somebody on their grief journey because you never really know what they are going through. I go through it every single day. Every day I wake up, every day I go to sleep. I can't not think about it because this this is my in-home and it's not even been five years or even two years for my son. But if I could work on myself and I could help somebody, that helps me too. Because if I could see somebody else getting through it, it helps me too. That is so powerful that you're going into schools and teaching these kids because I feel like a lot of times they focus on math and science and all of these things, but where's the mental health? Where's the awareness to what's going on in the real world and what these kids are experiencing with social media bullying and this and that? And you know what I mean? And so for you to go in and teach those kids, I know that's going to make a huge difference. 
I pray so. I pray so. I even volunteer here speaking to young girls and everything. Like, y'all don't want to be smoking. Y'all don't want to be, you know, live your life, but do it diligently. Do it, you know, respectfully. You know, we don't have to, you're going through something like, and I tell people all the time, just because you're going through whatever you're going through, you smoking, y'all are young kids. You know, adults could do whatever. And these kids, I mean, they're going to do what they want to do. But if I could touch one kid, like I say, you still going to have those problems after you, you your heart come down, after your drunkenness come down. I don't do anything because of what I'm going through. But I, I work on my mental so that I can tell people, and I've lived it, and I've done it. I don't tell people what I didn't do. I tell people what I, I you know, I, I, I've done this. I did not drink. I did not do certain things because I didn't want to affect my mental even, even anymore. So that's why I'm telling these kids, y'all smoking, oh, I'm going through this at home. Well, how, think of another way that you could get through it. I just lost my husband, my first cousin, and my son. And guess what? I, I figure I'm I'm doing the work on myself. I'm not um, hurting myself with what you know with substances, and I'm not judging anyone that does it. But I just want people to know that there's other ways. Seek counseling, seek uh, support groups, things like that. That's awesome. <clears throat> I think that's super important too because I don't think there is enough talk about how you fight grief. Um, and I do think a lot of people are turning to substances and stuff because that seems like it's the most immediate and easy thing to do, but it's not going to help you. Cause like you said, once those all wear off, it, your, your problems are still there. Your grief is going to still be there. So I love that you're approaching it in that regard. Now the journal that comes along with your book or that you can buy alongside of your book. So you said it has questions in it to help people to start journaling. Cause that's great yes. because I, I've always wanted to journal. I've never really been into journaling. I've always thought, you know, that could probably benefit me, but I didn't know where to start. So I think your yeah. journal sounds just amazing. I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to gift y'all when I think I was supposed to send one and I might've forgot but I'm going to gift y'all my book set. So I'm going to send it out. I, I don't know. Thank did you. you tell me your address, Chris? I told my mom or Bonnie to do it, but I don't know if they did or not. I've okay. I, and they might have. So it. that's my fault if I didn't. But I'm glad that we're on here because now I could, you know, send your husband one as well. So that it just worked out perfectly. So I'll send it out this week. Okay. Y'all could just let me know how y'all feel about it too. Yeah, for sure. And I think that your whole concept or coping skill with releasing things by writing it down, by getting it out of you in some way, whether you can talk it, whether you can write it, all of those things. Uh, we had a foster child that was really angry. And they were going because foster kids go through a lot of grief, they lost their family, they lost their friends, they lost their home, or whatever the case is, when a caseworker pulls them out. And um, so I, we had a kid that was just angry and would not talk. And we were like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, let's talk about it. You know, this is a safe place. And they just wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't. And finally, we were able to get them into a really good therapist. And the therapist, you know, they wouldn't talk either. They sat their first few sessions just quiet. And then eventually he was like, okay, well, what if I'm feeling this way? And she's like, well, let's not talk about it. Let's write it. And she had him just write to his abuser, to this person, to that, and everything he'd gone through. And the night and day difference when he was able to write it out. And she's like, no one's ever going to read this. We're not going to send it to the person, like anything like that. But just getting it out and whether you just throw it away or burn it or whatever you want to do with it. And, and after that, he really started to open up and talk. And it was the 
the difference of releasing that and being able to move past that grief was something that I'd, I'd never seen like such a physical change before until that moment. So I just think your journal is so important because so many people don't know a who to talk to, but B they just don't know how to put it to words until you're writing it. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. And that, and it's therapeutic as well. And it's so, and, and so now what I'm doing is every week um, I do like a self-care Sunday email blast and then like a blessed Wednesday email blast. So this month is mental health um, awareness. And um, my best friend and I, we are, um, we're doing like a mindset makeover challenge. So this week we were focusing on mindfulness and gratitude. So every day you have to write three things down that you're grateful for. And be mindful. Be mindful of what you're eating. Take three chews instead of sometimes I might chew like swallow. You know what I mean? <laughs> but be mindful of your surroundings. Like just pause and listen. So we're doing that this week. And then every week we're sending out different things that people could work on with the goal of shifting your mindset. Because it's so easy when you think of something negative, you can fester that. Controlling your thoughts, controlling your words, the things that you say. So I got my uh, Invisalign in. So if you see me doing that a lot, it's like. <laughs> I understand but, the Invisalign. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I just got uh, my new set on yesterday. So, but yeah, um, um, just controlling things, like controlling the things that you say. Be quick to listen. Slow speaks. Be, um, and um, slow to become angry. So I just want people to work on a, their mindset. Because I think that's one of the biggest things of when you're going through things in life. You know what I mean? When you go on, you, it's easy to think of something negative and just be, and mess your whole day up. So just counter, like counteracting, like, okay, negative, put a positive thought into it, you know? So that's what we're doing this month of May. It's a May make a May mindset makeover challenge. So every week, so anybody can subscribe and I'll send the emails out and you can subscribe by going on my website and, um, and I'll, you know, connect to the email blast. So I'm doing that, sending things out weekly. And it's talking about, you know, um, healing wounds that you have and trauma and things like that. But I'm giving um, resources and steps that you can help. I mean, that can help with what you're going through. You know, like, hey, you could do this. You can meditate, you know, instead of, you know, just little things I'm just trying to do and um, and keep on being consistent. So I'm trying to be intentional with the commitment of sending things out and working on myself as I've already been doing, but, but you know, better too. I love that we have Max with us today because I, I must say Max has one of the best mental um, mindsets. mindsets of a teenager that I think I've ever seen. And I, um, I'm really impressed with <laughs> thank you. his dedication and his focus on like his goals. And I'm just curious yeah. if Max has any um, recommendations for his peers that he thinks would help them. Um, well, what, it, like, what kind of advice like what, are you wanting? What helps you get your mindset in the right place? Like, would you rather sit up and play video games till 1 a.m. or go out and do something and then the next day sleep in and kind of waste your day away? Like, you do really good at time management and all of that. You know, life's only so long, so I feel like don't waste it, um, like, staying up till 1 a.m. and then sleeping in half the day. I just... It feels like a boring way to live life. It feels like you should get out there. You should go do something you love. For me, it's going on a motorcycle and just riding around, having a good time. And 
get your mind off of whatever your mind's on and stuck on and sad. Like just get your mind off it. Go out and have fun. Don't don't sit and dwell on it because it can uh, really drag you down. I love that. I love that. That's probably the best advice I have. So talking about support groups. So there are a lot of people out there that feel alone in what they're going through. And I always kind of thought of support groups in my mind because I think I was a little naive to, oh, well, people going through um, Alcoholic Anonymous, like AA, or those are support groups for that. But there are support groups for everything. And um, just recently, Aaron's mom and dad uh, joined a Parkinson's support group. And he like now journals and goes to these support groups and like his, it is helping him so much. And they have it set up where she can go to certain support groups, why he goes to his and, and it's just, I don't know. And he was talking about it in a way that he's like, I didn't know like, oh, well, so-and-so is going through this too. And they're feeling the same way I'm feeling and all of that. And so I know you had mentioned that you started a support group. Uh, Will you tell us a little bit about yours? Okay, so I have Release and Unleash support group. And then I have, so after my son, when my son passed, so in February, I started a group called Black Women Heal. So it's not just for like Black women, because people will be like, is it just, I'm like, no, it's just, you know, I just want a safe haven for people to come. So it's on my Facebook group. But I do a thing called, like, we reside here. So I have a four-week program where I help people with their mindset. And I do challenges. And I give, like, basically, I connect with them, talk to them once a week for a whole month and we go over different things and we go over things in a book and like in my book. So I, I give them the book so that they could read it. And we go through tools. We go through exercises. Um, I have them complete questionnaires so that they could see like really what's affecting them. So like we could talk about it. And I really want them to shift their mindsets to, to basically focus on the now and find their purpose. And then, like I said, I have the Facebook page where they come and they just tell like, hey, I just lost my son or I just lost my mom. And people come on there like, I did too, you know, and like, how did you get through it? And I give people the challenges like this week, we're going to be intentional on, you know, if you want to journal, if you want to ride your bike once a week, this is what we're going to do. And I'm holding you accountable to it. So basically just different groups like that, release and unleash support people go on. And like I say, I go to speak to schools. I go to speak to kids. I speak to parents. I speak on grief. I speak on just different things. I speak to colleges with release and unleash support groups. So I, it's two different groups. But like I say, everybody is welcome. And I want to like help anybody that I possibly can. Like that's really my goal. And my best friend and I, we just started a, a spiritual retreat called Release and Revive. So we're going to Bali in August and it's for six days, five nights and six days. So they'll wake up to um sunrise and sunset meditation, yoga, private chef, um massages, all the excursions is included because I feel like we need that week to ourselves. Last year I went to Tulum. It was the one year anniversary of my son passing and the three year anniversary of my husband passing. And I went there and I never felt more at peace. So I'm like, my best friend, she had already did a spiritual retreat before. And we're like, we're going to come together because we're connected. We grieve together. We pray together. That was my son's God mom. And I feel like a lot of times we need like-minded people and we need to come together to get the support that we need and to rise above any of these trials and these storms. Like I always tell people the storms only last so long. 
I'm walking. Hey, if people wonder why I walk out dry all the time. Like, wait, how are you going through this? You going through this storm and you still dry, girl? I'm like, yeah, because God got me. But you need that support system. So we're um, like I said, it's in August and. I'm excited because I want people to get this transformational um, mindset and I'll do a workshop. My best friend, she's, she's going to do a wealth building um, workshop too. So not only are, will you be educated, but you're going to be, you know, you're going to be able to release what you're going through. You're going to be able to just transform. I love that. And I love that it's not just those in-person support groups that you're doing, that Facebook page, the emails you're sending out, like all of that like there's so many now options than there were, you know what I mean? 10 years ago before there were social media and yeah, before there were all that, <laughs> right? I love it. Oh, I thought he was going <laughs> to say something. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I think um, mental health in general as a society has really come down. And I think one of the largest things is people feeling isolated, feeling alone, like they're going through things by themselves. And so I think it's amazing, you know, the message that you're pushing that there's somebody out there, there's so many people on this planet. And yes, a lot of things happen, but there is definitely somebody else out there that's going through something very similar, um, you know, to what you are. And so to not feel alone and to, you know, find somebody going through something that's very similar to you and, you know, just so you have somebody to talk to and, and to release that to, I love that. We will have um, all of Kristen's information in the description where you can get her book and her journal. Uh, if you want to join her Facebook group, are you okay with sharing the Facebook group stuff? Oh, absolutely. I'm sharing everything. If y'all want to come on the retreat, you put us, you know, I was like, I might sign up for that retreat because that sounds really yeah, I'm, nice. I'll send you the link. I mean, y'all, it's, it's, and it's not only for women. Like last time when she did it, it was men. And it's basically, basically to renew, revive, refocus, reset. You need it. Like, like I said, when I went to Tulum, like I say, I would have thought that was the hardest week because that's the week that I lost my family. I was so at peace. I said, Everybody needs to experience this. Like, I really felt like I was Pocahontas with the spirits, like, brushing off. I want to see the shaman. <laughs> and I really felt, I felt at peace. I thought I was going to be just crying, just so horrible. Because I'm like, dang, this is the first year, the first full year without my son. You know what I mean? And three full years without my husband. And it's like, you know, it was his birthday. We released balloons. Me and my best friend went. My toddler and her son, my nephew, we all, we, us four went. And I said, this needs to be done every, you know, every, I wish I could do these retreats every month because I feel like people need that. Like you have to invest in yourself. Like I, and I told myself, I'm like, I'm going, I don't care. Like I need this. And sometimes it's like, we need it. We need to get away. I wasn't on my phone. I literally released. I unleashed. I like, I just, I just felt so at peace. And that's the most peace I felt since my husband passed and my son. Oh, wow. I want somebody to feel that. And I know when we go to Bali, they're going to feel it because I'm putting everything in it for me and my best friend is as well. And we want to help as many people as we can. And that's my mission. That's my purpose in life. And I'm not giving up. I tell people that's the only time I fail if I give up and I'm not giving up. Well, I love that. And you've definitely uh, changed our lives just hearing your story and hearing you overcome these things and turn 
you know, something into helping other people. I think that it's just, oh, I, yeah, I love you. I think you're amazing. I'm so like, I'm, I'm, thank y'all so much for having me. I'm like grateful. Really, I truly am. Like even to help me get my message out. And like I say, you grew up without your dad too. And I was like, now that's my son. So it's like, it's good that, you know, you speak on that because he could listen to that one day and be like, okay, this is things that she did and he did. And this could help me. And this is why I think things like what we are doing is so great because they can always go back and listen to it. And he's not the only one. And, you know, and you're not, you know, it's just good that we have these outlets for people and it's very important. Definitely. definitely. love that. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Seriously. You are amazing. You have all my respect and inspirational. Wow. All right. Well, thank you so much. And give me y'all addresses so I can send y'all the book. Make sure y'all let me know how it is. I want the real truth, full, honest, everything. Okay. I'm excited to read it. I'm very excited. Okay. Y'all have a blessed day. It's a pleasure meeting all three of y'all. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening to this Piece of Us podcast. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Thank you, guys. Peace.